Hello and welcome to today's episode of the official Scotland Rugby League podcast, brought to you by McEwens. I'm your host, James Parsons, and today I'm going to be joined by two guests. Later I'll be joined by first team centre Murray Mitchell, but first I'll be talking with last year's under-19 player of the season, Barrow Raiders prop, Connor Terrell. Thank you for coming on to the podcast, Connor. How are you keeping at the minute? Yeah, really good. I'm just trying to keep as busy as possible, really. Uh, I'm off work, so just kind of staying as busy as possible and then just taking each day as it comes as everyone else is at the minute. Are you managing to keep yourself fit? Yeah, I'm, I'm out most days. It's like I have one day off a week. So I'm trying, I'm probably fitter now than I was when I come out of the like, current, <laughs> current bit of the season, so I'm doing well, well yeah. you know. And I've been told you have four older sisters. Are they all at home with you at the minute? Uh, no, they all have their own home, so we've not... Uh, we're not really seen each other. They've come past in the car. We're obviously two metre distance during this, but yeah, it's tough. Uh, but we're getting by. They're dropping cakes off most days, so, <laughs> so that's not a bad thing. Now, moving on to rugby league, how did you first get involved in the sport? Um, so my community club was Millen, um, and I, I got into it with my sis. One of my sisters worked behind the bar down the rugby, so. I think she kind of got me into it. I can't really remember. So probably from about the age of five, I started. And I went right through with Millen until probably the age of 13. And then we folded. Um, so I kind of went to the, commun- the Community Rugby Union Club for two years, played out there. And then under 16, we finally got a team back. So then we went back went back to Millen, uh, finished 16s, and then gradually just went into the opening set up from there. And from Millen, you've gone on to sign with Barrow Raiders, and I'm sure everyone listening will join me in congratulating you on signing that first professional contract. Um, how has that process been, and how did you feel when making your debut against Featherstone Rovers? Yeah, really good. Um, it, it, it was a bit of a long-winded process with Barrow. Um, I was at Millen last year. I've been at Millen three years in the first team, and then uh, I got a trial down at Saints, but I was in Barrow's under-19s academy. So um, I, I spoke to the first-team coach and he, he did offer me to sign earlier on, but I just thought going down to Saints academy would probably be a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity where I wouldn't really get that opportunity again going to a Super League club maybe. And so I went down there for three months. And then after my trial, then I signed. So after my... Like, it was always going to be with Barra, I thought. I always knew that I was probably going to sign for Barra. But I had, I had a process before I actually got into that. So it was good. And then, obviously, to get my debut uh, in such a big big game at the Championship Club and scoring at Feverston was unbelievable. At the last development day, I remember you telling everyone the trial was from 50 metres out. Is that right? Well, yeah, it got, it got longer and longer as the day went on. But it's probably about 15, 20 metres, to tell you the truth. But... And how have you found the step up from Millam to playing at Barrow? Yeah, so the bigger jump was Millam to St. Helens Academy because obviously at that at that level, everyone's young, everyone's fit, so the pace is unbelievable. And them kids have been in that environment since 14-year-old with strength and conditioners and whatnot, so they're, they're that used to that pace, it's normal for them. And I went into uh, that environment and my first game was uh, Hull away and I, I just remember I started that game off the kickoff. I I was 
at my sprint pace, and I, I don't think them lads were, but I was, I was blowing after about 10 minutes. It was such a fast pace game. And uh, then going to Barrett, the pace of the game was probably slower, but the physicality is a lot more tough with um, obviously bigger men and obviously players being in, in that environment for a long time. So there's different sorts of toughness within the two like experiences I've had so far. Yeah, that's really interesting. And by the sounds of it, the different experience, experiences will have helped you improve a lot. Now, moving away from club rugby, how's it that you qualify for Scotland? Uh, so my granddad was born in Scotland, um, somewhere near Glasgow. I should, I should know better than this, <laughs> but it, it is near the Glasgow way. If not, it is Glasgow. Um, and then he met my nana and then moved to Milan. And then we've been here ever since. And I heard you were at Scotland's game against Italy in the 2013 World Cup. Yeah, so that was actually my first experience of International Rugby League. Um, I, to be honest, back then I was so I was in 12 year old, and I think if I remember correctly, that year my my um, older cousin just went on a barley tour to Malta, and my understanding was that that was the only way that you could get into International Rugby League barley, like the British Amateur League Association. So that was my understanding as. Uh, like underage player, not like open age. That was my only understanding of uh, actually being able to get into um, international rugby league. And it, I actually went to the game with him and my uncle, and we went up and I think it was a draw in the end. But that that was actually my first experience of rugby league, uh, international rugby league. And obviously, that match had an impact on you, and you're now part of the Scotland rugby league setup. But how was it that you first got involved? So my my mate uh, Charlie Emsley, he was in he was in the under nineteen setup, and he was going through Barra under nineteen. But I wasn't in the nineteen at that point, um, so I was just I was just kind of thought you have to be asked to go, and then uh, I kind of started following it through Twitter, and I just went to a session on uh, was it it wasn't long before the uh, Serbia trip uh, and I, I just went to a session on the off chance that I might get a game against um, England uh, at the back end of the year and maybe one of the um, friendlies against Cumbria or uh, if they had any more friendlies and uh, luckily for me somebody got injured at that point and uh, I ended up going to Serbia it was about a month um, notice so worked out quite well for me with that as you say, it was a that little slice of luck that saw you heading to the under-19s Euros in Serbia. How was that tournament for you and how proud were you to put on the Scotland jersey for the first time? Oh yeah, it was an unbelievable feeling. Like I I don't think anyone knows like how to react around things like that. Like It all starts 24 hours, 48 hours before when you get your shirt and you stand you, you, the day before you sing the national anthem and it's all it's all an experience it's more more of an experience than it is like than you'd expect and then when you actually sing the anthem on the field is is just something uh so like unreal about it unbelievable what was your highlight from the tournament uh, just just the full experience really just um uh, being coached by different coaches and um, the full it was it was a weird place Serbia. it was like um, 
there was nowhere it's nowhere you've ever been before. So you just kind of had to treat the week like it was an experience. And we had four days in uh, Budapest as well, so that was good as well. Talking of Budapest, someone told me that you had a bit of a nightmare at the airport. Something to do with your iPad? Oh yeah, well, I did. I did have a. I, I replaced it now, but I did. Uh, we we flew to Budapest and then. We stayed there four days, and then we went to Serbia, and then we flew back from Budapest. Um, and I got to the security bit and went to take my iPad out of my bag to put it in the tray. And uh, I just turned around and I said to Keith Og, I said, my iPad's still on that bus. <laughs> it's on its way back to Serbia. <laughs> uh, maybe not the highlight of the tournament, then. No, that wasn't. That was. Um, I just remember Serbia, not Budapest now. <laughs> And on the pitch, how was that tournament for you? Um, yeah, we, we, we were fairly successful. We got a good win against Ireland in the first round. Then we played a really good French team who actually won the tournament. And then we got beat by them. And then we played um, Wales in the third game. And we were 18 0 up at half time. Something just didn't click in the second half. We got beat 36 18, I think. It was, it was a bit of a whirlwind game. But, you know what I mean? It was. It, for me, that was all an experience. I mean, that was my first year as an international and just something to build on for this year now, really. Yeah, and clearly you have built on those experiences and you were named under-19 player of the season last year. How big a moment was that for you? Yes, yeah, so I had a really good year with the 19s last year and, and the students. Um, I played all the international matches for and I was lucky enough to captain them against Ireland at Livingston. Um, and to top it off with player of the year was just unbelievable and obviously my name's in the honours list for the rest of my life now so I mean there's no feeling like that Yeah and a fair few names on that list have gone on to play for the senior team Yeah exactly Shane Tall who's at Barrow with me now He's, he won it years ago so it just it shows there's a process with, with it all And talking about that process what are your hopes for breaking into the first team? Uh, yeah, uh, last year I got into the, I got named in the squad, but I didn't actually train. Uh, I think it was like a forty-man squad. Got named in that, so I was, I was over the moon with that. I think I was, I was yeah, late eighteen. Uh, been named in Scotland's first team squad. So for me, it's just about building on and on and on, and just seeing where it takes me. Yeah, that's definitely a good approach to it all. And Connor, having been in and around the Scotland setup for the past few years. What would you say you enjoy most about your involvement? Just, just I love everything about it. To be honest, um, like I had a, year, a week with the students last year, that was a different experience altogether. Um, and you see lads who who you're actually playing with going into the Scotland first team, being named in the squad, training with them, and it just shows that one day, like you're not a million miles away from where you want to be, and that's that's what I like about it. Um, they're fair on everything they do, and like you're never far away. Like I'm, last year, I was being coached in the student by the Scotland first team um, coach. So, you know what I mean? He's he's going to be picking up on things um, from every player in, within the system because we're all training together now. And with Nathan being the coach of the senior team as well as the students, there's a definite sense that if you put the hard yards in early, you can get spotted and go forward from there. Oh yeah, 100%. Um, a lot of the things that we do say about the students, um, obviously if you're 17, 18 year old, um, 
three games in a week's not that much to you. But when you become 23, 24, and you're playing students level, like obviously I'm lucky I'm only 18, but they do put a real emphasis on uh, how tough your weeks are going to be, the preparation for it needs to be top-notch. And I think they know exactly who's doing what and who's doing who's not doing what, do you know what I mean? Mm. They, they always know who's putting the hard miles in and who's not at the end of the day. And I think they, they 100% do notice that. And again, it's a setup that you can see younger players thrown in to play people that could be you know, 24, 25 years old. Yeah, I got proven it really young. I come out of under-16s at Millen and got put straight into Millen first team or in Division 2 of the National Conference League. So I got thrown into a really tough time. And um, Millen years ago used to be, if you were the young kid, you'd start on the wing and you'd make your way into wherever you wanted to play. At that point, they weren't treating it like that. They basically saying you build your platform where you pl- want to play. So I got thrown in to my debut against four um, 0 Trojans. They were actually Premier Division or Division One now. And uh, it, I remember, I remember it to this day. We got put on. I got put on straight after a big fight kicked off, and I was probably only an eighteen, uh, eighteen stone, sixteen year old prop at that point. Uh, 80, 80 kilos, sorry, um, um, 16 year old prop. So I've been in a pretty tough environment since a young age, and I think I just built my way into it. Sounds like a bit of a baptism of fire, that. And now, moving back to playing for Scotland, how have your family reacted to you playing rugby league for Scotland? Oh, they're over the moon for me, like, you know what I mean? It's my, it's my mum's dad, she's proud. Uh, my uncles, they're absolutely over the moon. Like it's the other side of the family to my dad, but he's he's still immensely proud of it all. And you know what I mean, it is it is like that's a big thing that Scotland do put emphasis on your family. It is about your family. When you sing the national anthem, like obviously the first spot for me is, is my granddad because that that's where that's where it comes from. You know what I mean? So they're all they're all really happy for me, and I, I I've got massive like massive support from my family. It's unbelievable. Yeah, they've certainly got a lot to be proud of. Uh, as you mentioned earlier, being in the under-19s and students who are very close to the senior side, are there any players in the first team that you look up to? Maybe some of the forwards like like Dale Ferguson and Luke Douglas? Yeah, yeah you obviously look up to players like that. Like I was coached by Danny Addy in Serbia, and he's obviously 9-13 for the first team. So he's in and about the pack. So I have kind of worked with the first one of the first teamers and I do I do look up to them, yeah. That that's obviously where I want to be at some point. So like yeah they are, if you look at it that way, they are inspirations to young kids and um that you wanna you wanna be in the same position as them but unfortunately um like for last year I was I was actually injured when they were training so like, I wouldn't have had the opportunity to train with them anyways, but if I ever do get that opportunity, I'd just go in and try and learn as much as possible from them. And as we were discussing earlier, you don't need to wait to be called up to get a chance with Scotland. Uh, you can put yourself forward. So what would you say to someone who was thinking of putting themselves forward to be part of the Scotland setup? Absolutely. Just come, just coming out of the dig, if, if you're not sure about rugby league, like even if you're a rugby union player, and you think, you know, I've always wanted to have a go at rugby league, but I've never, I don't actually know much of the rules. If you come along, you'll, you'll get taught. Do you know what I mean? No one, 
we're all there for the same reason. We all want to become better rugby league players. So, um, if even if you've got absolute no clue on the sport and you think I've watched it a few times and I, I like the look of it, just just get yourself along and telling you it's a good group there. The 19s and the students, it's it's a real close knit group, and we train together. So you'll you'll bond with you're guaranteed to bond with a group. You're guaranteed with it. And finally, what is it about rugby league that that you like so much? Um, I think there's, I think there's different reasons why people like rugby league. To be honest, um, I like it because it's a tough, gritty sport, and like I just I played it from a young age, and I've kind of I've kind of been involved with it a long time, and I've now found myself in a good position with it, and really, I'm really loving it. Like everything I do now is around rugby. Um, some some people like the game for different reasons. Backs backs might like it for the success and stuff like that. But um, if, you, if you ever just look at it and think, I won't mind having a go at that. Honestly, don't be scared because it's just an environment where everyone wants to help each other. So just just jump into it and have a dig, really. Yeah, that's some great advice, Connor. And if anyone listening wants to get involved or knows someone who might want to, please get in touch through our website or social media. Thank you for coming on today, Connor, and hope you're keeping safe and best of luck with everything when rugby resumes. No problem, mate. Before we move on to our next guest, we have some news which was announced after recording with Connor which is that following a board meeting convened earlier last week, the Rugby League European Federation has reluctantly been forced to postpone the men's 2020 European Under-19 Championship, due to be held in Italy, to September 2021, due to the coronavirus pandemic. Initial consultation was also entered into with regards to the senior men's European A, B, C and D Championships, due to be played in October and November 2020. At this stage, the RLEF board has decided not to make a final decision on their status. They will continue to consult with public health bodies, nations and also the RFL, NRL and IRL in respect to the professional club scenario going forward. Now, on to our next guest. I'm delighted to be joined by first-teamer Murray Mitchell, who is joining me from Aberdeen today. Hi Murray, thank you for coming on today. How are you going on? Yeah, good. Uh, obviously, struggling a little bit like everyone with the, the whole lockdown and stuck at home, which is uh, starting to wear a bit thin. Uh, thankfully, I've got a, a nice space to kind of live in with a bit of a garage kind of gym and do a few sessions and work out a wee bit. So, keeping sane that way. Yeah, you're managing to keep yourself fit. Yeah, there's, we've got a nice uh, couple of running tracks and stuff around the back of the sort of trail through the woods and things around the back of the house. So, it's uh, good to go and get some fresh air for the hour a day we're allowed. And are you still working from home? Yeah, working from home. Um, this is the fifth week now of us working from home. So I think everyone's kind of starting to understand how it works. And the first week it was just nonstop calls all day, um, which by the end of the day, your ears were ringing because of it. But that starts start to calm down a little bit now. So, so that's good. Yeah, sort of settling into a bit more of a routine. Yeah, it's the, it's funny because I'm, I'm kind of quite thankful I've got work to to be doing Monday to Friday. Otherwise, I think I'd be I, I'd be totally bored with things to do now. Yeah, I'm I'm sort of 
I'm, I'm the same. I'm running out of things to watch and yeah. sort of things to do. Um, so quite thankful to be doing some work. Yeah. But just going on to rugby. Um, so you started playing actually rugby union as a junior in Strathmore. Um, what sort? What memories do you have of that time? Yeah, um, like I say, started union. I've got really good memories of my time at the club. Started rugby when I was five or six. Um, it was just my local club, and I largely started playing because my brother decided that he wanted to go down, um, and my dad worked offshore at the time, so my mum physically couldn't get me to football and my brother to rugby, so it was a, an executive decision that it was going to be rugby. Uh, and I think that was largely down to my, my dad's kind of influence with, with him playing at Strathmore when when he was younger. So uh, I think he made the executive call on that one. Did you have any sort of inspirations when you were a young player? I th- to be honest, I think, you know, I would say, yeah, I mean, a lot of the, I was always inspired by watching some of the union players and trying to copy the skills in the garden, but I didn't really have a standout player as such. Uh it was probably just more mimic, trying to sort of copy and mimic the even the guys down there, the senior players at the Strathy Club at the time, you know, and try to copy them because at that point that was all I wanted to do was play for the first team down at the club. So, yeah. and uh, it was it was quite amazing because when I started down at the at the Strathmore Juniors, there was only thirteen of us across all junior sessions. Uh, and I think through my sort of time, it grew up. And I think at one point we were up to about a hundred kids. So. It's it's quite amazing seeing that for for the club and the the kind of local community of everyone chipping in and doing a bit for the club, and a real a real sort of community spirit involved in it as well. And you're still playing union as well, aren't you? Still playing union, yeah. Still playing. Um, I'm playing a f- for Aberdeen Grammar. So we've, we've just finished before before the whole COVID chaos. Uh, we just finished my third season with Aberdeen Grammar, so we're playing in the in the Premiership in rugby union, which is sort of the the top amateur level, I'd say. Um, mm. it's, it's a good standard. It's, it's a lot of travelling across the country. Um, and you've played some pretty historic rugby union grounds in Scotland, which is, is great for even my mum and dad coming to watch. Like I said, my dad played union when he was younger, so even for him yeah. seeing some of these grounds and the facilities, it's, yeah, it's brilliant. So, obviously, grew up with rugby union, but how did you get involved in rugby league? Yeah, it's a it's a funny one because I never really I never really had any rugby league experience um, until a guy um, Dave Vernon, who was quite a well established rugby league player, uh, he moved up to the local area and actually came along and played for the rugby union side at Strathmore. Um, he was a really good player, but he's also a PE teacher, so he had a bit of a coaching side to him as well. And he saw an opportunity to set up a rugby league team at the club. Um, and that involved just basically 13 union players getting together and having a bit of a run around in the summer. So it was good fun. I mean, we were we were terrible at rugby league, but it was uh, it was a bit of fun. It was sunny. It was nice to kind of just not have that gap between pre season and you know the end of the season. So it was it was good to get a run around. But um, in terms of me getting involved with sort of Scotland rugby league. Um, once David kind of set up that team, I played a couple of games and, and he was contacted about the Scotland under-19 trials. Um, and I was playing away. I, I was I was playing away quite well at the time. So he, he suggested that a few of us went down and, and just had a crack. And, you know, if anything, it would be a good experience. And 
good for the club to kind of get a few bodies there. So it was, so a few of us went down. I think I drove, and there was a carload of us went down. Not really sure what to expect. Um, like I say, we barely played any rugby league, and we thought we'll just go down, bit of a laugh, and if anything, it was a chance to make a bit of a memory. And to be honest, I think that was the same for for most of the boys that were at that age, at that age grade. You know, a lot of them were there, just union boys trying to get a little bit of international or national kind of glory. Um, so that was it, and that's how I ended up sort of getting into it. But it's funny because I always I always get asked the question around, oh, what's it like transitioning between rugby union and rugby league? And and I always say the same response that you know if you can play rugby, then you're going to do okay at both codes. It's kind of just a, a, a difference in rules, but if you can run hard with the ball, you can you, you'll do well at both. Yeah, I mean, are there have you noticed sort of switching between the two fairly regularly? Um, sort of skills that say you've learnt anything from rugby league that's that's helped you in union and vice versa? Yeah, definitely. I think I think uh, my time at Scotland in the nineteens, I was probably that was my first season in first team rugby at Strathmore, so full seniors at that point. And the contact area was something that just because I was young I probably wasn't that great at. But I think once I went away and played a little bit of rugby league, you know, there's a lot more contact and a lot more just putting a shot on and I think that when I was able to transfer that back to Union I, I found I made leaps and bounds in my game uh, so at that point and, and again even still you know you pick up different running lines and things from league that you take back to Union and boys in Union haven't seen it before so it's something a little bit different which which is always good because that's how you kind of get a bit of an upper hand on someone yeah it gives you a bit more of an edge at times and I think I think you've seen it all. I think you've seen it all the time now with a lot more rugby league style moves coming in rugby union, and I think that's you know a lot of defence work as well. And I think that's a sign that there's skills to be gained from from both games that you can that are really transferable. Yeah, because um, a, a few years ago, people made quite a lot of Saracens using the the, the same sort of dummy runners as rugby league sort of lining up in that structure yeah yeah so obviously those those trials uh, for Scotland under 19s went pretty well and you got into the team yeah um so what what was it like when you first put on that Scotland shirt uh, I mean it was it was a great experience and a huge honour I mean I always think until you get your next Scotland shirt the last one you've got is the one you're most proud of um but I've still got I've, I've got quite a nice collection of my frames Scotland shirts up in the house because I like looking back and sort of remember what it felt like that first time and my mum and dad were there and it was just a one of those great memories that you can really take and it really it really just for me shows what rugby is all about and the, those experiences you create for yourself are are so important um mm. but I think I think I was also you know if I was being honest I was probably quite young at the time and I probably struggled to really grasp what it meant because at that time it was just a bit of fun. It was a, an opportunity. And I, you know, it was at the same time I'd started my career um, in Aberdeen with a county firm. So there's a lot of change in my life as well. So I was kind of probably more looking at rugby just as a hobby, which which is difficult when you're trying to you know really show you can play rugby league as well. So mm. it was, like I say, it was fun. It was a good experience, but... At that point, I I wasn't sure if I would even make a Scotland squad again. So it was kind of a that was a really good experience. Now, 
what's next. Um, yeah. Whether that was rugby league or in my work or, or rugby union, it was kind of more just about me trying to get enjoyment out of the game, as I think it's important for any sort of 18-year-old at that point. Yeah. Um, and sort of as it, as it happened, you, you've gone on to be in quite a few different sort of squad, Scotland squads. Um, and look at 2018, it's quite a, quite a busy year. It started off with being yeah. in the um, under-23s at the Commonwealth Nines. Um, so how was that as an experience? Yeah, that was that was that was amazing. And if I if I think about one thing in my sort of rugby league career, that was the one that really sort of reeled up my desire to kick on and try and get that full cap for Scotland. I think at that point I'd that was when I left 2018. I'd, I'd left Strathmore and I'd moved up to Aberdeen to play that higher standard of rugby, and I developed a lot in that time. And like I say, I was playing all over the country. And I remember getting an email out of the blue from my old club saying we'd been contacted about you going away with the Scotland under-23s to Brisbane. And I was like, what? Because bear in mind, I've not played rugby league for, well, I played for Strathmore Club, but for Scotland, I hadn't played for a couple of years. So it was a bit of a, all right, okay, this is kind of out of the blue. Um, I've never actually got around to asking asking Keith uh, why he got back in touch. Um, but I like to think it's because he saw something in me at some point and saw me playing rugby for Aberdeen Grammar across the country and thought, here's a chance. Either that or he was just needing someone to fill a spot, but I've been too scared to ask him what one it was. <laughs> and how, how was that tournament when you were out there? The, uh, the tournament was amazing. I, um, I think, you know, I'd never been to Australia before. Um, and I think Keith and, and Ollie and the rest of the organisers totally nailed it with the setup of the trip. You know, most of the boys hadn't been to Australia before. Some of them had been previously with the Students World Cup. But the setup just meant that everyone was just trying to experience as much as possible, even for the coaches and stuff as well. So that was us training at Brisbane Broncos facilities, trips to the zoo, a couple of nights out. You know, and I, I think as a as an under twenty three player, that's on a on a tour like that. That's what it should be. You know, just trying to get everyone a buy in from everyone and just total enjoyment from the trip. And like that, make it a trip, not just not just pure rugby. Yeah. But then the the rugby actually went pretty well in the end, didn't it? Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a really good tournament, really good structure. Um, over a couple of days, we ended up with Fiji, Australia, and Wales uh, in the group stages. And I mean, like I say, I wasn't I wasn't massive on watching a lot of rugby league at that point. But you see now, and the squad, we, the Australian squad we played against was just filled with future NRL prospects: and David Fafita Jr., Katoni Staggs, Corey Allen. And and they were they were brilliant to watch, um, but but for us, you know, we ended up winning the the shield competition, which was almost the lower tier competition after beating PNG, uh, PNG and Wales in the final. So that was a, that was a good way to kind of I would say end the trip, but it was kind of towards the middle end of the trip. So we had a couple of days after where we were able to celebrate and have a bit of fun. And and, and what did you think about? sort of nines as a competition because it's it's not caught on in the same way as sevens has in union I mean, how yeah. did you find it yeah i thought it was i thought it was really good fun i mean it's it's getting the balance between what's a what's a long game and what's not and i think nines was just, like you say with the sevens it was for me it was just it was over before you knew it so if you were if you got off to a really good start you had a really good chance 
Um, and at, the makeup of our team was pretty good. You know, we had some flyers. Davy Dixon scored a couple of big breakaway tries that were really just clawed us back into some of the games. Um, but yeah, as a concept, I think it's brilliant. The trip was also probably the first time that I worked with Nathan Graham, who was the who's now the first team coach. Um, and I hadn't met him before, so and it, but I could tell straight from the off that he knew I hadn't played much rugby league before. Um, which which was good because he was then able to really give me some pointers and development points, which probably helped me kick on later when I went and worked with him again with the students. Yeah, because I say that 2018 didn't get any 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 slow because it was the yeah, playing for the students in Wales next. Yeah, um, straight into it. How much of a role do you think the student team has as a pathway to the senior side? Yeah. I think I think it's it's a massive stepping stone, especially especially if I look at my such scenario. You know, like you said, I went from playing, not playing for Scotland rugby league for a couple of years. Then I went to Brisbane Thunder twenty threes in February. The June I was a, a week in Wales playing for the students, and I was a little bit wary about that that tournament itself because it's it's such a fast paced tournament where you're playing three games in five days. So as a squad, it's so difficult to kind of you have to gel really quickly if you're going to do anything. But then, then that then catapults you on to playing for the first team in the in the October. So, within six months, eight months, I'd you know I'd gone from no rugby league to a full professional cap. So, definitely helps. And the speed of the game and the intensity is a lot more like what the professional setup is compared to what I'd played before. But it was a, it was a really good week itself. Like I say, I wasn't really too sure what to expect. I knew a couple of boys there based on who'd been in Australia with me. So it was good to get a catch up with them. But we actually played quite well. And the tournament actually surprised me because we f- we ended up finishing second after England. And we'd played England in the first game. And I, I really think if we'd, if we'd played them last, I think we would have given them a real good game. Just because by that first game, we just hadn't had a chance to gel. Um, but again, I was working with Nathan Graham again, who was the head coach there. And he, again, he, was, he had a little bit higher expectations of me this time. So... Um, that that really spurred me on to try and play and, and also use it as a, a development just to play rugby league because like you say I hadn't had much exposure to rugby league at that level so it was kind of an opportunity to show what I can do because I knew I knew I knew I had confidence in my own ability and I knew I could play at that level it was just about showing it yeah and well clearly you did because as you said you got um got your senior cap later in the year so yeah still quite a long year <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So how you know how was how was that as an experience for you and um you know how did your family feel about about being there and seeing you put on a Scotland shirt? Yeah, to be honest, it was one of these ones where you get added into WhatsApp and and I was just totally buzzing with it. You know, I was I was scrolling through the names of who was in the who was in the squad to see who was there. You know, and there's like see Dale Ferguson, Danny Addy, Alex Walker, who was just off the back of winning the million pound game, London Broncos. You know, there's a lot of quality players in that squad, and I was totally taken back by it because I just didn't expect it. And I was using it. I said to myself, just look at it as an opportunity to get into the camp and rub shoulders with some of these guys and learn a little bit off them, and and take that wherever it needs to go, whether it's the students next year or back in the union game. Because as an amateur player going into that setup, you're coming in with these guys who are just ultimate professionals. And I think, I think, I think I probably did struggle adapting to the standard of that a wee bit 
I was doing because I was doing a lot of training in the build up. Obviously, like I said, I've been away with the students in the June. Found out in the July I was going to be in the squad, and from there it was just foot to the floor, trying to fit in as much training as I could. Um, but I, like I say, I didn't really want to put any pressure on myself because I would just want to be in that environment and be a sponge and try and learn as much as possible. But for the game itself, I, I, I never for Ireland game. I never thought I was. I never thought I'd start the game, so it was it was quite a surreal, surreal experience. Um, but my family came over, uh, my mum, my dad, and my brother. And it was great for them, especially mom and dad, because you know they've put in so much effort into into my rugby in general. Whether it's carrying me to and from training when I was younger, you know, mom pulling together some good nutritional meals for me at home, and and just really being the support when you come in from a from a game on a Saturday and you're a bit down after getting beat or whatever, and they've just kind of they've kind of been there. So I knew it meant meant a lot for them to see that, and I was just it was a shame because you know the game probably didn't go as well as anyone would have liked we ended up getting beat and it just wasn't a great performance so but like I say you can't script that sort of stuff so it was more just a I was just buzzing to get out there and play yeah and again as you say um you've got that that top to hang up on the wall and yeah it's up back at that moment yeah um and then you know going forward what are your ambitions with um Scotland Rugby League from now yeah, so I I kind of had a bit of a I'd say a bit of a gap year from rugby league last year, not really down to anything other than I had exams with with my chartered accountancy. So they unfortunately fell in a time when we were meant to be playing the Euros last year. So I kind of had to miss that, um, which I was disappointed with. But unfortunately, being an amateur player, these sort of exams have to come first. But my my ambition now. It's just to play as much as I can. You know, I've got a real hunger after the 2018 season I had to just to get as many games in and a big focus towards hopefully trying to push myself into that World Cup squad, um, depending on how the timeline looks for that. And I think I know, I think I know myself that you know I play I play my best rugby when I'm confident um, in my ability, and that's just going to come from hard work and and focus. You know, I've sent a couple of messages back and forth to some people, trying to get some advice, things I can go away and work on. So hopefully, when the time comes to to show that I can be in that squad, I can I can go away and do it. Yeah, and as you say, career has to come first, but it certainly sounds like you're doing doing the right things to push towards that World Cup squad. And moving off the pitch for a second, what have you gained out with playing rugby from being involved in the Scotland Rugby League setup? Yeah. Um, to be honest, I've gained, I've gained, I've gained a massive amount from it. Um, my work um, have become massive advocates of me using my story in rugby as part of recruitment. So, I've given a number of talks around flexibility within the work and how you know they gave me a lot of time off to go and pursue this sort of rugby career, and and they think it's great that that's possible whilst also performing at work. So it's a, it's a really good story for them, and and. You know a lot of challenges and out, the outcomes of that, which which bodes well for a sort of business sort of speech. Um, I also became an ambassador for a local rugby charity, the Strathmore Rugby Club Community Trust. A bit of a, a bit of a plug for them there. Um, and for me, this, for me, this was this was an ideal opportunity for me to give something back to the club that that gave me so much. Um, so this was essentially a local charity that was set up to develop people as athletes, coaches and volunteers with an ultimate aim of creating a lifelong involvement in sport. 
and it's a it's a great tagline and it's one that my values really coincide with and for me it really just meant getting along to a few of the sessions they were running and speaking at a couple of dinners and trying to drum up a bit of you know a bit of interest in what was going on and I think it's great when you can find find something like this that you can give back especially when it's all about developing people through rugby because I think every everyone who's played rugby as an amateur player will have something on their CV about you know teamwork and communication all the all the really good skills that you gain from playing the sport we love but the sessions that these these charities do are are amazing you know they they include unified rugby which is rugby for people with disabilities autism friendly rugby and rugby academy which is aimed at school kids looking to try and develop skills for later in life and it's great to see so many people learning and getting enjoyment out of rugby because it really is everyone's game. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it's, it was It was one of those things that when I was asked to get involved, I just had to say, yeah, so it was a no-brainer. Yeah, it sounds like something that's well worth being involved in and it's great that you can use your profile to help their work. Yeah, yeah. And just finally, um, what would be the message you would want to give to a, a young Scottish player who's just started playing rugby league? it's difficult it's difficult I, I'd probably just say enjoy yourself you know in my opinion that's what's important for someone starting the game even even throughout your career as a player once you get the bug for it then you know the hard work you have to put in to get to the level you want to becomes a lot easier if if you know in your head that you're just out there to enjoy it and you enjoy it by being the best version of yourself then the hard work becomes a lot easier I think that's important I think that's really important, especially for young players, because I think nowadays there's so much pressure on people to get in the gym and do all the extras, but people forget that without playing and enjoying yourself on the Saturday, it's all kind of a bit pointless. Yeah. I, I think it's difficult because that kind of gets lost. But Yeah. Um, so a lot, a lot about performance rather than actually you know, enjoying yeah. playing like you're in the you know, sort of Playing with a smile on your face, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's a classic phrase, but it's so true, you know. Hopefully we'll be seeing you back on the rugby pitch soon. Yeah. But in the meantime, stay safe and thank you for joining me today. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me on. Much appreciated. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. To keep up to date on everything Scotland Rugby League, head over to our social media, at ScotlandRL. We have player Q&As, quizzes, articles and more being added regularly. So check us out if you're needing a rugby league fix. In the meantime, stay home, stay safe, and we'll see you next time.